You're listening to the Photography Brothers podcast, and we have a very exciting episode in store for you. I know that I, that I say that uh, every single week uh, because it always is, I guess. <laughs> but this one's particularly good. We have a uh, a great guest uh, for the for the show today, and uh, we won't reveal the guest just yet. Uh, a couple of things that we have to do before we can dive right in. I have two things that we can talk about here. We can do the last movie that we've seen, um, which I kind of want to do because the last movie I see, I've seen happens to be uh, an interesting movie that I want to talk about. Or uh, we can talk about something that's way more related uh, to today's guests and today's topic, uh, which is uh, what we wanted to be when we were growing up. So I'll give you guys the pick uh, what you want to talk about here. Last movie you watched or what you wanted to be when you were growing up? Hmm. Uh, can we do both? Can um, we just do that? Really we don't have quick? time like, for both. Bam, bro. bam. Okay. I, I got to loop the music, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You, you go uh, ahead. Guess first. Yeah. Let's. Guess choice. So so I pick either one and then you guys pick either one or do I pick one and then we all do that one? You just we, you pick the it. one and we all do that one. Pick the one, eh? Um, yeah, it's, up to, it's a lot well, of, it's well, a lot okay, of responsibility. Well, how, I'm definitely more interested in the in the what did you want to be when, when you were growing up sort of thing. Let's go with that. But uh, but when, you know, at what point of growing up are we talking? Like, are we talking like six? Are we talking That's like true. 12? Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, you know? uh, I guess you can we go want with... Child, uh, childhood aspirations or adolescent How about aspirations? A, thing, a, a thing that you wanted to do? Yeah, just a thing. And maybe we can stick to like before you had a really good uh, rational brain. So, you know. Oh, I see. <laughs> that would probably be the more fun answers, I suppose. Okay, pre-rational brain, I'm definitely yeah. going to say I wanted to be an ice cream man. Um, <laughs> just because I was like one of the few jobs that I understood, you know? I was mm-hmm. like, there's like, you know, my mom who yeah. like is around. I see the ice cream man sometimes. Yeah. Like my dad's yeah. a farmer. So I didn't have many jobs, you know, that I understood. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, this seems great. You just like bring you know good times to the people and like yeah. everybody hears you coming and they're like sweet it's that guy it, like, i just it is yeah i wanted to be that guy <laughs> it is a good business the ice cream uh truck guy he understands supply and demand right like the ice cream truck is there you can get the ice cream and then it's gone dude if you didn't buy that ice cream like you're not going <laughs> to yeah. be debating about the price of ice cream when you know that like <laughs> he's going to be out of there no i like that one dude and and uh you know it doesn't uh shock me that much you've got a pretty chill personality i think maybe that could be a, a, a role a role for you man you could play uh oh, ice yeah. cream man in, uh, movie. uh michael what do you what what do you got man uh, so yeah, pre-rational brain. I'm gonna say I wanted to be uh, a hockey player. I wanted to oh, be on the Maple okay. Leafs. Right on, right on. Yeah, good aspiration. Yeah. And how's that going? Didn't go know on? how to skate yet, but uh, uh, well, you know, uh, sent in some tapes, uh, waiting for uh, for Sheldon Keefe to get back to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I really thought after the, the the 26th submission that I would get something back. Yeah. Well, just keep trying, man. Keep trying. Keep working on that skating, and, uh, and maybe one day you'll get you'll get there. You know, you'll get there. You can. Thanks. Uh, if you ever need someone to practice goalie for you, I'll come and uh, take a few. I'll take a few pucks for you, buddy. <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, for me, I think. Uh, well, there's like the obvious one of like always wanting to draw. I guess maybe being a uh, 
maybe being like a comic book artist or something like that. But I never really thought about it that much when I was a kid. Like I never was like, oh, I'm gonna do this particular thing. I guess a little bit like like read. I just kind of was like, what's something that like somebody does around me or whatever. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. a job. When I was uh, when I was like 15 or something, I definitely wanted to be James Hetfield. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I was planning to pull that one off because he's already James Hatfield. But I was like, if I buy the same guitar that he has, then maybe, right? <laughs> <laughs> There'll so be one when he's finished. You know? They'll be. They'll need a new one. So then you'll be ready. They're gonna need a new one. I can't grow a very good beard. That's never been uh, something that I'm great at. But uh, you know, I can play guitar pretty well, and I can play a lot of Metallica songs. So. <laughs> Uh, Metallica, if you need a new James Hetfield, uh, hit me up in the comments. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and to demonstrate my ability to play guitar, I actually have a <laughs> song uh, for you guys today. So I hope that uh, you're pumped for a song. You guys ready for a song? Mm-hmm. Pretty oh, seamless wow. transition there. I did, yeah. Here we go. I know you guys weren't expecting it. I wasn't it. ready, but now I am. It's almost like this is uh, thir- 30 episodes in here. 31 episodes in. Wow, 31. That's mm-hmm. like the end of the month, guys. If, if your podcast <laughs> was a whole month, this would be the last yeah. day. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you consider February, it's like, you know, we're not in it, but it's like we're <laughs> doing overtime. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, uh, yeah, that's actually uh, a good lead in because next month we're going to do uh, a podcast every day. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling Michael right now. Okay, here we go. Better stop looping that freaking music. I looped it like four or five <laughs> times by now. All right. <laughs> Cameras are on. Lights are all set up to soon be with you, my bros. Good photos for your eyes. Be, be on the pod real soon. Upload before the stars start falling. I've been waiting so long. To talk about photos with my brothers on the pod. Okay, got through it. Wasn't perfect. <laughs> I feel like there was a real opportunity to rhyme photos with bros, but then you went brothers, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, regardless of me not being able to play that song very well, uh, this is, uh, this is the Photos Bros podcast, as I said. Thank you, Michael, for your support. Uh, I'm your photographer, Jared Poirier. We have another, um, very talented and handsome, uh, I don't know what the word magnanimous means, but I'm going to use it. Magnanimous creative, um, who, who who are you with the ponytail? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I am uh, Michael. I am also oh, nice. a photographer as well. And yeah, so that's that. And, I, and I, I refuse to be associated with that word until I know what it means, by the way. I just uh, magnanimous? Okay, yeah. I'll Google it while this other uh, guy over here with the beanie tells us what his name is. Hello. Yes, <laughs> I'm Reed. I'm a, a, vid- a video fella. 
you know i'm uh, i'm dancing between a couple of brands um i'm working as an as an assistant camera right now um but uh yeah I've, I've been doing like youtube and like making videos like my whole life basically <laughs> started yeah. with like a vhs camera and uh yeah I've, I've found you know working as a camera technician i've been able to you know keep learning stuff and yeah <laughs> yeah as uh as we've talked about many times on the show here it's you know, not really important that you be a photographer in particular, you know, it's just kind of the name of the podcast, but videography brothers or co content brothers would have been a horrible name. So, content <laughs> brothers. Yeah. But, uh, but as a videographer, you're, you're more than welcome here. In fact, uh, I don't know, Michael, my, myself, I make more money from uh, videos than photos these days. I don't know. About yeah. You, but, yeah, yeah, but. Same. Yeah. But the passion is uh, is still here for uh, for photography. Magnanimous, mm -hmm. by the way, uh, it's an adjective, of course. It means generous, uh, forgiving, uh, especially towards a rival or a less powerful person. So there you go. Magnanimous. Yeah, mm, sure. I'd, I'd say okay. that. I, I'd say that, that uh, applies. Michael's always really nice to me. He always tells me that uh, my songs are good, even when they're not. You know, even when he's <laughs> in the in the position of power to tell me that I did not play that song well. He always uh, <laughs> always backs me up, right? Always genuine. Always. Trust me. But um, yeah, man, I'm really glad that uh, you're here. Reed, um, there's quite a few things that I want to talk to you about. I uh, definitely want to catch up. It's been a little while uh, since we've hung out. Quite a, quite a while, I guess. Actually, you're a pretty you're a pretty busy guy. Um, <laughs> what yeah. are you able to uh, talk about what what you're working on right now, or is that a big secret? Um, it's it's a pretty big secret. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually doing the new. Um, the new cut of justice league there's going to be another one and yeah. another one it's yeah the nielsen cut uh is yeah <laughs> it's just a, it's just another edit too yeah there's no fresh yeah. content yeah, i'm just yeah, yeah. uh yeah. just sitting in this hotel room and uh yeah making i've never seen any of the justice leagues so this one should be a cut like no other yeah <laughs> he's actually adding a beard to superman that's why he has the beard he just puts that puts kind of a green screen makeup on that becomes the beard mm. Yeah, put that on. I can there, redo so. the dialogue that way too. So yep. it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some rewrites. Not a lot of people know that. And uh, I was actually checking out your YouTube channel earlier, man. Um, and it's pretty awesome. Do you want to talk a little bit about that too before we kind of get into the the real deep uh, nitty gritty stuff here on the pod? Yeah. Uh, well, which one? I guess would be which the question. one? Uh, the one yeah. I was watching was all about nature in Ontario, man. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah that uh, that video I did for. Ontario nature a little while ago, like a yeah. collaboration sort of thing. Um, so I just, you know, I did it for free and I uh, just said, yeah, let's like get me, get me some, some science basically on some paper. Cause I'm not mm -hmm. any sort of professional in that department. So I was like, you give me the facts and I'll go and make them fun. And you know, I tried, tried my best with $0 budget. So <laughs> I think you did a great job with $0 mm -hmm. man. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, before that, I worked on a show called Let's Go Learn Stuff, which was like a, a learning show for kids. We did like 10 episodes. Um, that was like one of my university theses. Yeah, I've checked that out. Very good uh, production quality on that one as well, man. Yeah, we were, uh, we were real close to getting it picked up. We were like, we were in development on like a season uh, with a broadcaster. Wow. Yeah, like we'd had a couple of meetings, but uh, they ended up getting budget cuts and they couldn't move forward. And 
months, and I was like, oh, okay, that's why you get everything oh, in writing that, up front. That actually, that actually <laughs> sucks that I have to tell you that uh, the budget for this podcast has just been cut, so uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. No. <laughs> is it is it is negative dollars now? I got to pay this thing. <laughs> you have to pay us, yes. You've already yeah, been on already. for about 20 minutes, so... Yeah, you yeah, kind of owe me and Michael each a hundred bucks, but we'll talk about that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> talk about it after. Yeah. Uh, Five and then what, minutes. Is there? Yeah, is there another? Uh, is there another YouTube channel that you're working on now? Then, um, well, the, I have an old one from high school that okay, has like right over over forty things that are just stupid, you know. And then <laughs> right on, uh, right on. I have another sort of my most recent like independent channel is called Laser Loon. Okay, I don't think I saw that one. It's uh, it's just a couple, like, it's a collection of where I'm putting sort of different things. So it's a bit of a hodgepodge right now. All right, well. But uh, I think my probably one of my favorite things on there is this sketch I did with a buddy where he's this, like, sleazy used lawnmower salesman. And uh, then I'm this guy that is just obsessed with barbecue sauce. And uh, <laughs> the two of us cross pads. And, uh, yeah, some sparks fly. And... Uh, <laughs> Right on, man. That sounds uh, cool. Yeah, I'll link it. Uh, I'll make sure that we link that stuff down below so that uh, everybody can check it out. You put a lot of work into your stuff, man. I mean, like I, I make content and, uh, you know, I'm even doing obviously this podcast is weekly. I've been doing uh, YouTube content like about two videos a week on there. Uh, you know, I keep up with the uploads and whatnot, but I definitely don't uh, reach the the level of quality that uh, that you're able to put out, man. Like, um, honestly, like I'm very impressed by what you're able to do. So, oh, thanks, Jared. It's uh, four years of Ryerson. Hopefully, uh, got me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so, man. You had to pay them all that money, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We can talk a little bit about that too. Uh, your your schooling and stuff. I don't know, Michael. Do you have a uh, do you have a like um, official some type of education in photography? Like, uh, no, right? I don't think so. Neither do I. Um, not really. I went to Sheridan for a one year uh, called Media Fundamentals, and so we oh, okay. learned about like different roles in the industry, and then um, like learned Photoshop, Premiere, and and kind of like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. It was cool. That's actually where I, I like had a course on photography that got me hooked on it. Man, see, I was wondering why yeah. you guys are so good. I have a degree in political science, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I bet you're you're using it for all your networking and stuff you're doing. It's true. It's true. It's true. I do use it for all of my uh, all of my networking and whatnot. I'm always going around knocking on doors as well and being like, "Vote for photographers. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your money. I yeah, mean, your yeah. vote." <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, before we get into the deep stuff, we are going to dive in here. I want to talk about, uh, well, kind of, you know, with this podcast, uh, one of our goals when we have guests is really to tailor the episode to the guest and kind of touch on stuff that's really important to them. Um, one thing that you had brought up is like, uh, you know, choosing your career path, like how to how to get into a certain path uh, in photography or videography, right? Um, maybe before we kind of talk about the one that you've sort of chosen, uh, we can talk a little bit about what some of your options were along the way. Obviously, we mentioned uh, it's called it's called Let's Learn Stuff. Let's go learn stuff that could have got go learn stuff. Let's yeah, go learn stuff that could have got picked up. Uh, you know. You could have been had like one of your YouTube channels kind of taken off, you know, maybe let's talk a little bit about that, like what what some of your options were in terms of career path, how it could have gone, you know, before we talk about how it went. Um, 
yeah, like different different opportunities that were available sort of thing. Or sure, like, yeah, yeah. Things that were possible, yeah. I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like I started out just making YouTube videos because I was I was out on a farm like uh, between like Barry and Newmarket basically and you know, I just was kind of looking for something to do and entertain myself and I ended up like getting really into video and I sort of like I had all this space to be able to do these like really wide shots and uh man. Yeah, we started like it was me and my buddy Brendan Downey um from high school and the two of us, you know, like we started to get some traction at the school and like in the town. Like I worked at the McDonald's and like people would come through the drive thru and be like, Oh, you're the like the the guy on the videos or whatever. <laughs> and so like that was kind of fun. And then I went to school and being at Ryerson I sort of stopped I don't know, just like doing these spontaneous things and started working on these like sort of more like curriculum based things. And I stopped just making video projects and I started learning like theory and like technical stuff. Um, but I guess like one sort of path that I didn't stay on was just like keeping to make that like those random videos every couple weeks, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like me and my buddy Brennan would, we try to have a video out like every two weeks um, through like, yeah, most of the end of high school. And that was, it was hard to keep up. And, you know, I, I couldn't do it with the workload that I had, but yeah, I do, I do feel like there was like this sort of momentum that we had built up of like where people were watching them and like they were expecting the videos and, you know, like then we came back a little recently and like we tried to do that, the barbecue and the lawnmower video. Mm -hmm. And we got like a couple hundred views on it, but it was like, you know, like your audience isn't just like waiting around for you. Like mm -hmm. if you're not, if you're not nurturing the audience and like keeping keeping content coming out, basically people kind of move on and you know, so just yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> always you an oppor there's Sorry. an opportunity to jump back in there though, man. But yeah, I'm talking too much, Michael. Get in here. <laughs> no, no, like it's so so. But I mean, like, was that what you were expecting? Like, were you thinking like, you know, I'm gonna come back and the audience is there? Was it the old channel also, but just like a name swap, or you're just re-uploading on the same channel, same name, everything? Well, funny thing about like our first channel is it's just covered in copyrighted music because it was like 2010, <laughs> you know, 2011. Right. So, yeah. I I kind of don't I don't want to draw much. Um, like traffic to that channel because mm -hmm. I don't want YouTube to be like, hey, all these videos have all this copyrighted music in it. So, like, that's why we sort of, I haven't posted anything on that channel for like eight years because I'm mm -hmm. hoping it can just stay up, you know, like a, like a monument in my past and not be taken down from copyright. Right. Um, so it was under a new name and yeah, I guess just, you know, you always want to like make something like fun to watch but mm. i guess like who is it for is like a big question all the time yeah you know like when i like when i was in that small town making those videos there was a ton of people that are like oh my god that's our town in the videos you know so like people had this sort of like there was a want for it mm. whereas like now being in the city for years it's like it feels like there's so many people trying to do that thing you know that mm. like unless you can be vastly different or I don't know, have something that's unique about you to do it. It's, it's hard to stand out nowadays sort of thing. The older videos uh, on the channel uh, you had back back in the day. So was that also sketch-based comedy? 
It, yeah, I'd say everything off the beginning was comedy just because, okay. you know, we didn't really have the budget to do anything else. Mm. <laughs> like we did, uh, one of my favorite videos that we did, we, it was like my first year back from university. It was sort of like the final video, if you will. It was like after first year in the summertime. And we made this, uh, this zombie video where people kept getting, people kept getting concussions and, <laughs> and then people thought that, that they were zombies because they like, they had concussions and they couldn't talk properly. <laughs> and so it's like these, it's this farmhouse, basically it's these like group of friends and they keep getting concussed and they keep thinking they've been bitten. So like the group keeps getting smaller and smaller and everybody's like, please take us to the hospital. Like, <laughs> and they're like, no, you're and, a zombie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that one, like, we just got so much fake blood. And, you know, I feel like it's kind of like a filmmaker's rite of passage. It's like, what's going to be your just, like, so much fake blood film? <laughs> oh, these days, it would just be CGI'd. CGI blood splatters. Yeah. Oh, some corn syrup and some red food coloring? That's all you need. <laughs> Bit of chocolate powder, like hot chocolate powder. That's uh, that's a good mix. <laughs> so so who are you watching like growing up where you're where you were kind of motivated to kind of make that content i'm sure i can get that vibe from you that you're kind of a fun guy you like to make jokes and you're humorous but like what what like instigated that thought of making like sketch based comedy was it there a creator or um i mean i always loved like spongebob <laughs> and... <laughs> True. me too okay me too. Legit. Like a, a, a big one. fan of like Monty Python and like all those sort of just like okay. the humor of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I did, I had like a brief stint with stand up comedy, but I find that a lot harder to separate yourself from the work, you know? Because it's like if you do, like if you make a sketch and the sketch is bad, it's like, okay, that's a bad sketch. But like with stand up comedy, it just felt so much more like personal where yeah. you're like, mm -hmm. you have to get the audience to like you. And I was like, I just am not ready for that sort of emotional labor to try and do that so i'm like i much prefer like being able to do it at my house you know like i figure it out i sort it through mm -hmm. and then i can be like here look at this thing you know you edit right. out, edit out all the jokes that don't work yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and like my a bunch of like you know I, I worked a lot with like my buddy brendan and both of our family members are just like you know they watched a lot of bad jokes just like <laughs> sketches that we'd make and like we'd think are hilarious and then we'd like show them to our family and our friends and it would just be silent and we'd be like okay that doesn't work <laughs> you know it's how you know to workshop it yeah but it is like i don't know it's i i find like a lot of my early content that i was working on was a lot of sort of inside jokes that i would be making with my friends at school you know mm -hmm. and i feel like since leaving school and since leaving like some sort of community where there's like a group of people where you're like bouncing jokes off each other and like I don't know like you're kind of making new inside jokes every day whereas now like I don't go and see large groups of people all the time to be having those like experiences that like inspire the jokes you know and especially with COVID like yeah it's hard to come up with comedy that isn't like stale you know like because you don't have anything fresh that's like coming in to you yeah, the other day I went to the grocery store and uh, you wouldn't believe the crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to have a lot of like experienced uh, based comedy and stuff like that. But I did want to let you know, man, that like uh, with the whole YouTube thing, and I think Michael's had this experience as well, like 
it may feel, you know, that way where you've kind of given up your audience and, you know, they're not waiting for you and stuff like that. I did take, like, I've been doing YouTube for like four years, right? On my uh, Jared Poirier channel. I went from like doing movie reviews and like getting a decent following. And then I like took like a year off really of uploading on that channel and then just came back with content about metal. And I'm like doing like hundreds of times better. I don't know. I got like 5,000 views on a video. Yeah. Right. So it does still work. Like you can jump back in at any time, as long as like you were saying, if you have like a really good, like target in mind, like I want to make videos for yeah. these people. Uh, yeah, it can, it can still happen, man. But I know that, I know that you're too busy to do it right now, but just don't, well, uh, that's, that's don't, the let weirdest that dream, part. don't let that dream fully die. I'd say, you know? Yeah, totally. It's like, you know, I went, I like, I stopped making these videos every weekend because I was at school, you know, mm. and then I went and I've learned now, you know, like I'm a way better filmmaker and like a camera operator and I know how to use lighting and audio and like, I know how to use it all now. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at work all the time doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's you like, know? The and there does 22. like, I hate filmmakers that just make films about filmmakers or writers, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's a and, like, big, it's, big problem with comedy as well, right? Comedy about comedy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, as a writer and a creator, you're supposed to tell stories about what you know, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, I feel like our culture is just being like funneled almost to where like everybody thinks they're, I don't know, it's like everybody thinks they're a writer or, or something like that. And like you, you're missing all these things about, you know, everybody else. <laughs> like, mm. so... Yeah, like just writing content for places that are sort of starved for content. I was I was out in Saskatchewan and it just looks incredible out there, you know? And like nobody talks about Saskatchewan or anything. And I, I was working on this project where we were filming in all of these national parks. We we're doing like one national park in each province. So we were in this place called, uh, they had the Badlands and the Grasslands Park. We're both like really close to each other. And it, I like they call it like big sky or something like that. Cause you can just see the sky go for like miles and miles and miles. And they're these like crazy gradual sort of hill things. And like, if you think of like a classic American cowboy movie, like all of those areas are like really close to the border. So a lot of Saskatchewan sort of has that sort of vibe of these like big tall rock tower things. And I was like, why is nobody writing movies that like take place out here? Cause like, this is just so incredible looking. And the national park lady's like, I have no idea. She's like, you should do it. And I was like, okay, ma'am, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but. sick, man. And people want to see that stuff, right? The only thing I can really think of uh, from out there is like uh, corner gas. Is that? <laughs> is that I think it yeah, was. Yeah, that's from one of the prairies. <laughs> I don't know which one. Yeah, but that show's pretty good. That show's pretty good. But there's lots really that like you can that. do out there, man. Yeah, there <laughs> And it's good to see something different, right? Like there's there's so many people, uh, like you're saying, in in the city and stuff like that, right? That you're just like, I don't know. Even I was doing a photo shoot the other day, like in City Place, and I was like, what hasn't been shot in Toronto? You know, trying to find like new locations is uh, is pretty tough. So it's good that you travel a bit too, right? Yeah. Around. Yeah. Uh, we should probably get into the main uh, topic of this podcast. We've only got about half an hour left, so I figure we better. 
dig in here. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, but I want to get into more detail, uh, you know, kind of get under the surface a little bit when it comes to choosing your career path, uh, when it comes to like photography, videography, you know, do you want to really push and do content? Do you want to try to work on film sets? Uh, I guess the, the way to get into that is like, <laughs> what did you kind of end up choosing? Uh, and how did you, uh, you know, how did you make that a reality once you chose that that was the thing that you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, well, I got into it like so many people and I said, I want to be a director, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I want to be a content creator. I want to be a writer. I want to like come up with ideas and like, you know, think about, think at the characters, think at where the jokes are going to be. Um, and of course I quickly found out that there are like, maybe four openings in the whole country, you know, for like that sort of thing. And if you don't know somebody that can suggest you and, you know, me coming from a farm, not having many connections, I was like, okay, I really need to get like a tangible skill, you know, like something that I can like offer when people are, you know, cause everybody says, I want to be a director. Everybody wants to, you know, everybody has these big ideas, but it's like, what can you practically do? with your hands or like, what can you give me in a business exchange, which is, you know, what the whole thing really is, which is unfortunate because, you know, like in telling stories, you want to be able to tell them as they are, you know, or like, you know, you don't want bias, but of course it's a, it's a business. It's a job that I'm doing. So there is money involved and it, it does feel, I don't know. It feels weird that like my passion and my hobby is also my career because it's hard to keep those things separate, you know? Mm -hmm. So the sort of the path that I took them was like my business and my job is as a camera technician. So I'm like, I know camera technology, I can do camera stuff. You know, that's my hireable skill. It's what, it's what it says on his business my, card. I do camera stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, my hobby is, and my passion is to like writing and like coming up with ideas and like yeah. directing stuff. But then you almost get into this like corner where it's like, because I have all these technical skills now, I don't want to make something that isn't, you know, technically like very high quality, exactly. but at the same time, it's hard to, hard to make those things without, you know, money. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. yeah t tons of time and somebody <laughs> else's money. Yeah. And a crew. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, you kind of end up in this weird place where you're like, I don't know, I find every time I'm on like a new set and I'm working on a new format of show, um, I get sort of different ideas, like different inspirations for different types of content. Cause like, I love mm -hmm, parody. Mm -hmm. Parody is like probably my favorite thing. And I, uh, you know, just like being on a different type of commercial set, you're like, oh, what if I did like, I don't know, it's hard because so many of the, the things I think of end up being making fun of the jobs that I'm having, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> like I've done, I've done so many like business, business, like corporate, I'm a guy in a suit and I got a window behind me, you know, like I've done so many of those. And so like I wrote one of them that starts out very much like that and gets like very dark. And there's like, you know, the business people have to fight each other to the death to become the CEO. And like, Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> 
It just I gets could, ridiculous. <laughs> I could definitely see one being like, uh, I don't know if you guys get the same like weird um, business, like whatever uh, <laughs> kind of ML- MLM-esque ads on YouTube. But that would be a pretty f- funny one where like the guy's out in his Ferrari with like a mansion and then people just come in and start like repoing his stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm going <laughs> to teach you how to be an uh, internet entrepreneur genius. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is, it is. I get what you're saying, man. Like when the, you know, you do have to do that professional work. Oh, that's crazy crazy show uh tim and eric awesome show oh my god i love that show (laughs) their their whole thing uh i don't know if you know this but like i listened to a podcast about them recently um the i I don't know if it's tim or eric who uh was like the camera tech he he had his own freelance thing like shooting bar mitzvahs and crap like that like really crappy vhs crap and then he was like put it in some weird program and do like those it would have all those weird um like star swipe effects and like crappy graphics and that's like the whole inspiration for the show is that he started like his own stuff working on that and then you know how could how could like that be reincorporated into comedy just kind of reminded me of that that's cool yeah i didn't know that he specifically uh like was doing that i knew that it was like sort of inspired by local tv you know like the whole local news station content thing Mm -hmm. but yeah, like knowing that those are actually like the crappy presets and like, yeah, you know, it's it really flavors the show. Like For sure. Yeah. And it looks really like legitimately like a crappy production because that's what he was doing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's pretty interesting. And yeah, just the uh, the overlap between like personal and uh, and professional work. Like the only reason why I ever started this stuff in the first place was just because I was obsessed with YouTube. Like and I yeah. was like, I want to make YouTube videos okay, I have to figure out like all the technical shit, right? To do that. Like all I want to really do is make videos. And then I ended up like knowing all of it. And then people were like, oh, we'll give you money to know this, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it kind of happens a little bit by accident there. But so, uh, so you're a camera tech, man. That's, that's your thing. Uh, that's what my card says. Yeah. But the then I say, says. but like, but do you want to write some shit or, <laughs> <laughs> but do you want me to write some shit or whatever? Um, yeah. And you're kind of, but as a result, I mean, of, sticking to that uh there's obviously certain opportunities that you get that other people don't get right but at the same time like you do by you know and this happens in any situation like every time that me and michael record this podcast we could be doing something else right you do kind of leave that's what makes it sort of hard to choose i guess if someone from the perspective of someone like listening to this podcast uh, i'd have to say it is it is tough to pick a career path right because you are giving up other options is that fair or do you think that that's not true um i mean my my dad like talks about the amish community that's close to our parents farm yeah and he talks about how like people in the amish community will just pick something like almost at random like a skill mm-hmm. and just like just devote like everything to that thing and yeah. it doesn't like it, this the stress of picking like doesn't bother them at all because he's just like well like, I can't remember what machine it was, but there was this this Amish guy who went and bought this, or I, maybe I should be saying Mennonites. I think they're Mennonites. Um, but he bought this machine that did, like... I don't think, either way, none of them are going to listen to this, so I don't think they're going to call you on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, this 18-year-old guy bought this textile machine and just learned how to use it and was just like, this is my life now, you know? And, like, he, they, he just, like, looked at his community and he, like, saw that they didn't have this thing. So he was just like, cool, that's my thing, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. I kind of wish I had a bit more of that, that I could just be like, well, that's the thing that needed doing and, and I have to do it, you know? And you, like, you feel good about it. 
and not like, I don't know. We all have like such a, like the stress of choosing the wrong thing in our life, mm. you know? And it's like, you know, maybe it'd be nicer if I just was born with a task and I did that task, you know? But. <laughs> well, I think that's the interesting, interesting thing as well about being a creative because I find that, you know, I mean, look, Jared, for example, right? Jared, you, you love music, you love playing it, you love photography, you love videography. And we have this appreciation for, for, you know, the various mediums that fall under like art. Right. And so sometimes you, you build up these admirations for these things to a degree where you start doing them. And it's like, I don't know. I, and from my perspective, I will never say like, I'm going to be shooting photo and video in, in five years from now. I don't know. What I know is that that is my my greatest skill set right now is shooting photo and video. And I'm going to lead with that. But I'm going to keep playing around. I'm going to keep, you know, we're, we're like in our 20s, 30s. Like it's it's not, we're so young. Um, so it's kind of like, it's hard to... For me, I've always found it hard to like pick one thing and just say, that's the thing I'm going to do. Mainly because like there's so much shit that I love and there's more shit that I want to play around with. Yeah. Right. So I find that interesting. So I guess one question I had for you kind of bouncing off of that is obviously, you know, you've done YouTube. You have no uh, issue being in front of a camera. So if an opportunity, you know, presented itself where you were to not be behind the camera, not be doing anything behind it, but instead being in front of it and just like hosting, for example, and doing that for a while. Would you take that or is it something where you want to be involved behind the camera? Um, I mean, I, it's funny, like that's what I started out wanting to do. And then um, I guess just feeling like I, 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 I have trouble giving up control, I guess. <laughs> You know, so it's like if right. I'm the host, like, that doesn't I sound would, familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to be able to like steer the boat and not just be like, you know, on it. Mm. But at the same time, like I do like it's a hobby of mine to act and to host. But it's like, you know, I would never give it more than hobby energy, you know, like I, see. Like, I was okay. I was offered a role in the film recently. Um, and I was like, cool. And like I auditioned and I got it and I went to one of the rehearsals and I was like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it right now. Like it was a drama and I had to be very like vulnerable sort of thing. Okay. And I'm like, I ice cream man, very vulnerable ice cream man. Yeah. And... I do have another script about an ice cream man. It's pretty good. <laughs> his, his name's ice cream man, Dan, but we, we can get into that later. <laughs> so would it have changed if the role was like more comedic in nature, maybe like the, even the type, the type of humor that you enjoy? I mean, yes. If, if somebody came up to me and was like, Hey, would you do this? Like, of course, that's like sort of my one thing is I, I always try and see opportunities, you know, as they are. I try to not get to, I don't know. I try, I try to be open to new things and to mixing different things. Like I'm mm -hmm. in Halifax right now. <laughs> you know, I got, I got this call for this job like six days ago oh, and wow. they're like, or I know, and now it's almost two weeks ago, but when I had to fly out, it was like, we need you to fly out in six days. Do you want the job? And I was like, ah, and then they were like, it's this much money. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think we can make this work. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, this is like a happy pain, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it all depends on like what your 
priorities are uh, career-wise, but also life-wise, right? Like for me, it's been a real kind of internal struggle, internal realization of like, okay, what am I going to do? And like, what do I really want out of life? You know, and like one big thing of uh, being self-employed, like that's the the path that I've definitely chose. I've doubled down on that pretty hard, turned down a lot of like full-time jobs as well. I was just like, no, I'm doing this right. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, there's um, freedom to it for sure. Um, there's like, uh, you know, I can do pretty much whatever I want. No one's really like bossing me around. Um, there is a lack of security uh, in there as well, right? But those are some Definitely. things to <laughs> consider, you know? And when you do um, you do the type of work that you're doing, Reed, you're, you're a little bit more established. Uh, the stuff that you're doing gets like taken way more seriously, right? When it's like bigger productions. I mean, I tell people I have a podcast and a YouTube channel. Some people think that's great. Um, there's not the same level of legitimacy there. I mean, that's one thing to, uh, to be concerned about, not the same level of job security, right? Like, uh, you, um, you gotta worry about those things. Were those kind of considerations of yours when you were choosing what to do? Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I always also wanted to be on a similar sort of thing. Like I wanted to have my own production company. Mm. Um, the biggest thing I just needed or I had a problem with was producing, you know, like always being on top of like my emails and like, you know, whenever clients like, can we change this? Can we change this? And then boring stuff, you know, dude. You have, yeah. Just like stuff. having to ask for more money. Yeah. Like mm. all of those things. You just want to work on the stuff, the fun, the fun, creative stuff. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, exactly. So I found like being a, um, like a contractor or a freelancer as, you know, a technician professional. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot easier to turn my time into money. Nice. Um, but I also don't have the freedom of like being at home for a really long time. You know, like when I, cause I, I have been working for a while as uh, like a one-stop shop video sort of thing, yep. you know, like I'll show up and I'll shoot it and I'll edit it and I'll get, get the whole thing done and out to you. But like you end up working on one project for like two months, you know, mm-hmm. like I was, I was working on this music video series, which uh, it ended up being like a 40 minute, 45 minute sort of live performance that was like, I tried to cut like a music video mm. and you know, that thing um, I made, you know, I made half decent money off of it, but I had to, you know, ask for enough money knowing that like, I'm going to work on this for like two months, you know? Yeah. And like, it's going to take all of my time and just communicating that with a person that, you know, my, like you're only going to see me two days, you know, you're going to see me when we shoot it for those two days. And then you're not going to see me. You're going to email me for two months, but like, I'm going to keep working on this thing that you've assigned to me for this long. So it's just, it's hard. And I don't know. I don't have the, I just don't enjoy like, you know, nickel and diming and like just Mm -hmm. trying to get all the money out. Like I would much rather somebody else, do all that and just say, Reed, you show up, here's like a couple hundred bucks or however many like money for the day, you know, and then I go home and then it's done, you know, and I don't have to keep editing and transferring cards and, you know, yeah. but at the same time, in a way, con- I, I envy that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, like my contract ends and then I get home and it's like all of those, you know, all the balls that I had rolling with these little clients, it's like, you know, some of them have gone off and found other people or, 
you know, like I, I was working with this car company. Um, they're like a car selling, um, like website sort of thing. And I had made, I edited this video for them and it took a while, you know, cause we ended up making like different versions cause they wanted like a rectangular version for stories and they wanted a square version for Instagram and then a wide version for YouTube. And, you know, um, and it wasn't the most fun work, but it was like, I got to do it at home. I got to like get up and walk my dog and like make breakfast in my own house. And, you know, I enjoy all of those things, but I just, I find this what I'm doing here by just like giving someone your full day, you know, like I'm yours for 12 hours. Um, and then just give me some money and then I'll go home, you know, like it's, uh, and it's not an easy spot to get to either, you know, like where someone will pay you enough money so that you can not work for a couple days. Mm. And I got really lucky with like, uh, my friend's company composite film and they were like the first company that would actually pay me like a full camera operators rate. You know, it wasn't like, here's 150 bucks. Thanks for the day. Yeah. It would be, you know, you could make like a thousand bucks in like three days or something. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now I can like, I just have to find something that'll give me another thousand bucks in two weeks, you know? Right. <laughs> and then, you know, you're piecing those together, but it's hard. And like, I, I feel like there's sort of a layer of, I don't know, like people that didn't make it because they're not the best to work with. And you sort of like, when you're entering, you sort of get into this layer of people that haven't sort of gotten past a threshold and like, like there's this one woman that uh, my girlfriend's in the same industry and there's this one woman that my girlfriend would work with that she talks about um, and just saying that like she was always trying to get her to do both of their work. Like she would always be trying to get her to do this and it's like why, you know, like why is this person treating me like this? But it's like everybody sort of, you know, like you're not the only one that notices that. Like everybody sees this person not wanting to do their work and trying to give it to you and then you get the next call, you know, and this person stays here but it's like, you just have to get through a lot of sort of these days with people that are, you know, they're the people that, that people don't want to hire for the bigger jobs. Yeah. So you sort of meet them in, in the beginning of your career. And, you know, like you meet a lot of sort of miserable people and it can make you miserable for a bit, you know, cause you're like, is this the industry that I'm going to be in? And like, I don't know, like for the last couple of years, I was really questioning, like, do I go, I don't know, do something else. Do I go to teacher's college? Do I, you know, cause I love this job and I love what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but I can't seem to find people that will hire me to do it, you know? So. Yeah. That's where the vision and the passion comes in, right? That's kind of what keeps you going. I think in those moments, you know, when you're just like, man, on those long days and you're just like, or even if a shoot doesn't go well, there's something like that. Heaven forbid you lose some footage, you drop your camera. <laughs> yep. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. Thing like that. <laughs> Michael and I have never done any stuff like that though. It's always, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Rest in peace. So, Canon. Um, <laughs> one thing I found interesting. So, I mean, I, I love everything you just said. It, it was great. Like I, there was the point you brought up about, um, I mean, you were, you were shooting that like music video esque style project. It's a 45 minutes. So 45 minutes after it's been edited. Right. Yeah. It was that's unreal. Huge. Like that sounds yeah. crazy. And, the, and, and so, yeah. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I was go. just, I was just gonna say, and the, you know, like the, the people that had hired me didn't usually do videos. They usually did live events. So they were used to just hiring a live event videographer. 
but like they don't understand that like you know that guy had a whole stage and a crowd and like all these cool things he could shoot whereas like for me it's just me in a room with this artist (laughs) you know and like i have to try and make it look flashy and you know and and sort of feeling out the person that is hiring you and figuring out what their skill level is without offending them you know because like i got there and i thought that like this person would know exactly what they wanted and they would tell me what to do and you know what they were hoping for and i got there and he was like all right go you know and i was like <laughs> uh <laughs> that is definitely an exhausting part of of being a freelancer it is like the the communication side like you have to be a good communicator you have to be able to read people really well and and, and yeah. then in turn be able to almost like adjust and and communicate like the right way to that person um yep. And so one thing I thought like was interesting about that, that whole experience, like you're talking about, yeah, then you have to go in, you got to edit for two weeks. Um, you know, you're tied up in that project. And I mean, when it comes to like photo work and video work, like your best, I feel like the best marketing is, is, for you is always going to be like going out, having the great experience. They loved having you on set. You, you send them the work and it's like, oh my God, this is awesome. I want to start doing more of this. And, and then when you're tied up in all these projects, especially when you're picking up projects that are like in getting increasingly more intense and, 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 um, you know, larger scale, it's how, how do you even do that? But I guess where I want to go with that is you mentioned earlier wanting to have control. And so is it hard for you to pick up an editor and have someone kind of handle like stick handle your vision? Or is it something where it just like in general, the whole broad, you know, being a freelancer, which is, isn't it? Well, I, I don't really like editing is, is my, <laughs> sort of my thing. Okay. I like, I love, I love the art of it and I love the, you know, like the selection process, mm-hmm. but that's really only like 20% of it. And then 80% is just like brute force. You're just like loading stuff into bins and you're like yeah. syncing things up. And like, I just, I don't know. I, I'm very much an outdoors person. So like it's oh, yeah. hard for me, it's hard for me to be inside for that long, and my, also like uh, I like yeah. My, my buddy who I work with sent me uh, we we shoot and edit together. He sent me a meme the other day of like uh, this guy looks out his window and he's like, "What a beautiful day!" And then pulls the curtains and you just see like the premiere screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 true, man. No, I totally agree. I I would much rather be shooting than uh, than editing. I do like it, and there is there is a zen thing to it. Uh, but but something about being on set, man. You know what I mean, Reed? I do. It's yeah. you know, and when you're when I get into the computer room with it and I look at it, I'm like, oh, this already happened. You know, I'm like, yeah, the fun the done. fun this has already. <laughs> yeah, I experienced this. You know, let's yeah. just. Pass it on to somebody Why else. Are you reliving this? And imagine people who are still releasing like director's cuts and craps of their movies, like, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later. Like, just, I would want yeah. to do that. I would just be but glad I, it's done. Yeah. I, I definitely, I welcome, you know, and giving something to an editor, like to somebody who has yeah. fresh eyes on it, you know, For like sure. sometimes they see something that you don't see at all, you know? Right. Like, an, an example in that car commercial that I was doing. Um, so someone else had shot that before I was, I was put in contact with these guys. So I was working off of someone else's footage and they had this really cool shot of like a car being lifted up on this like mechanical, um, lift machine thing. 
And the guy, like, he just had said he totally forgot about it, but I put it, like, right front and center, and I did a little, like, keyframe, you know, where, like, the, the screen is, like, following the car and, like, zooming out at the same time. And it ended up being, like, my favorite shot of the whole thing. And he's like, oh, I forgot we even shot that, you know? Like, so just, like, mm-hmm. the things that, you know, a fresh pair of eyes can find. And, yeah, that I, I definitely welcome. <laughs> Please, oh, yeah. someone else, edit my work. <laughs> as, as I always say, if I didn't have Michael to co-host this podcast, I definitely wouldn't uh, have made it to 30 yet. 31 episodes, it would never happen. So, you know, yeah. collaboration is, uh, is definitely part of it. Uh, as always, with our guests, we could probably record two hours at least, maybe three, four, if you guys want to keep going. But uh, we've got about an hour of podcast here, so... I think we might uh, wrap it up if that's cool with you guys. Uh, one thing yeah. that definitely came through, though, Reed, I'm really glad that we had you on here. Um, it's a very interesting uh, kind of career path that you've had, um, different from uh, Michael and I. You know, Michael was pretty quiet on the pod today, but uh, you guys can talk more, talk more later on. <laughs> Michael's been working hard, you know, so he's uh, he's relaxing a little bit. Or I just talk too much and suck all the air out of the room. That's also possible. Uh, but some things that definitely stuck out to me, man, uh, your your technical skills. I mean, you definitely know what you're doing behind the camera. Uh, but I don't. I think that uh, personality, right, is something that came up here that I think gets overlooked, right? Like people can have all the technical skill in the world. And if you can't work with other people, uh, you know, maybe that's the biggest uh, takeaway of the pod, right? Like in terms of your career, like you're not going to get any career if you can't work with other people. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. You got to be on set with somebody for 12 hours. You're yeah. like, they better be pretty cool if I'm going to be with them 12 hours a day. Exactly. Exactly. So, Michael, do you have uh, any content uh, other than this podcast, obviously, that people should check out? Uh, Jared's music reviews. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah reviews and out. reactions over on the Jared Poirier channel. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Um, no. oh well uh i could tell you guys about some cool content michael costa actually also uh does some music reviews music reactions so you can check him out Uh, there'll be links for that uh reed does a bunch of stuff but what's the thing that you want promoted the most right now man we'll we'll link Mm, what do i I want people to watch let's do the mzo video because that's uh, okay all right all right it's an important thing that nobody's talking about Important thing, no one's talking about government corruption, ladies and gentlemen, your listeners. <laughs> Science. Oh, and government corruption and the intersection. There's a lot of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, go check that out. We'll link that. Uh, other stuff. Oh, uh, I really want to push people to uh, go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Apparently that's important. So if you like this podcast, uh, if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, if you listen to it on, uh, well, wherever you listen, we appreciate it but uh go leave us a little review and that would be hype uh other than that i think we're pretty much good uh reed thank you again for being here man this was super fun yeah thanks for having me guys and uh yeah this is my this is my first podcast experience so uh awesome well i think yeah. you did a great job man you got a, a long podcasting career uh, ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll uh we'll see you next week All right. See you guys. Thanks a lot.